Is it not you alone, O Lord, our God, to whom we look? You alone have done all these things. These words come at the conclusion of the pleading of the prophet Jeremiah, which we heard in the first reading. Yesterday, the excerpt from Jeremiah that we heard concluded with an ominous phrase, but they did not listen. Of course, all of salvation history is an account of the Lord extending his mercy toward the Hebrew people and the Hebrews still failing to rely on God. Jeremiah today pleads again that the Lord be merciful to Judah, and he goes far enough to remind the Lord that it is only he that can save. Among the nation's idols, he says, is there any that gives rain, or can the mere heavens send showers? It is easy for us, looking back, to have some sympathy toward the Hebrews in constantly turning away from God, especially when we see their sufferings. Jeremiah himself would live to see the ransacking and the destruction of Jerusalem, and then the exportation of all the people from Jerusalem, his chosen people, into the pagan lands at the hands of the Babylonians. To them, I'm sure, it felt at times that God had forgotten his promise to make Israel a great and lasting nation. Every further division of their land and every greater loss surely led them to believe that God truly didn't have the power that he claimed. He was not their protector, nor their support. And that's a sentiment that many of us have faced. When we find ourselves in terrible situations, there is a temptation to immediately begin looking to places other than the Lord. After all, the Lord didn't save us from the troubles that we face. We pray that he deliver us from evil, and yet here we are. And so we turn to our usual vices, and we fall into sin. We rely on some other means to give us relief, and in doing so, we forsake the Lord. The saint whose feast day the church commemorates today is no stranger to this situation. St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuit order, writes in his spiritual exercises that when we face darkness and despair, the worst thing we can do is allow ourselves to give in to temptation and not seek help from the Lord. In fact, sometimes, especially for those who have a more developed spiritual life, this temptation can be disguised. We can tell ourselves, clearly, this form of prayer hasn't worked, or this spiritual practice has not been helpful, and so I'm going to do this other type of prayer, or I'm going to try to pick up this other devotion. But this mentality treats the spiritual life like a sort of buffet, where when one thing doesn't seem appealing, we simply just go to another option. St. Ignatius, however, commends us to stick to our guns when we face trouble. The Lord does not permit us to suffer or to face any more temptation than we can handle. But oftentimes when we are in bitter anguish, the Lord allows this time so that we may be tried in the faith and through that trial be found devoted to him who is our only hope and our sure support. As St. Ignatius says, if God sends you many sufferings, it is a sign that he has great plans for you and certainly wants to make you a saint. There is a prayer of St. Ignatius which has been very helpful to me in such situations, as it begs the Lord to take everything away except our reliance on his merciful help. Take, O Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, 
my understanding, my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given it all to me. To you, O Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me.